We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings, Wells Fargo Championship, DraftKings picks, ownership, full preview, breakdown, making our lineups with you on the show. Additionally, the final betting card of the week, the weather, and a discussion about one and done now that we have another elevated field that we need to get that money in to get back in the game for the one and done because it's been a really bad run for about the past six weeks or so. We sniffed first place and then now we're out of the money because that's how one and done works. But hey, in elevated events, you hit like two winners in a row or get a first and second like we had earlier in the year and boom, you're back inside like the top 30 and all of a sudden you're winning a whole bunch of money. So we're going to try to get back on that track this week. Reminder to all of you, right now, there's a thousand spots remaining in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. We need to fill that up or we're not going to get our 100K guaranteed for the PGA Championship. So please go do that right now. You know, donk off your three entries. I mean, I have my three entries. I'm not winning. So maybe you can win with one of your three entries that you put into the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League. Again, that link is down in the description and sub to the newsletter. That's coming out later today, completely free. That's also down in the description. Tambo, I like this course. I like this tournament. Yeah, me too. I always like this one. It's a good spot. You know, these types of events, I talk about it year over year, but like the Memorial, the Genesis, come to this one. Like these are some of the ones that stand out to me. We know a lot about Quail Hollow. We've got a lot of history here. Of course, history is a bit sticky at this course. We could talk about that some, but just in general, good event to be back. And finally, last week, Pat, I know we were coming, you were coming off vacation. I'm still in vacation mode, but that was Mexico Open is what it is. This is a fun one to be back to strong field minus Rom Scheffler and a couple others, but still sure, pretty good. I, I don't mind that, though, no. for these elevated events. If, like, you know, three of the top, four of the top 20 guys, like, want to rotate in and out of the elevated events, I, I, I actually think that's more fun. Yeah. It's kind of nice when Rom and Scheffler do it at the same time, too, and then less decision-making at the top. It's like, it's now it's just Rory or not to Rory or not to Rory is kind of the question. Oh, I'm not going to Rory, but that's, <laughs> you know, I, I do this stuff every week. I didn't have Rom last week. I won money last week on drafting. I took Fina and I didn't take Rom. Yeah, you got away with it. Yeah, the uh, the Wyndham Clark lineups were not as good. We, we got away. That much. We talked about him for this week. We got away with the the Rom stuff last week, but he was still up there. He came second. I mean, it was incredible. And then the sixty one on Saturday really helped the scoring. Yeah, of course it did. But like just having so much, like I had so much invested in Finau, Batia, and Carson Young, and that was like good enough. 
If you yeah. had those three and a six of six, you were good. And I had Brandon Wu as well. Takeaway from last week was the obvious kind of like RBC Canadian Open the previous year when there was like six good guys there and all six ended up there on Sunday. Yeah, yeah Mexico Open, two good guys. Yeah, just jam them both. Just jam them both. Jam and them both. Brandon Wu, third every year. Grab him too. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a good good one to get some takeaways from for next year. We'll see how it goes. But uh, good for now. He held off Rom, got the job done. For sure. I have one more bullet to fire, which I want to run by you okay. in terms of the betting card. But here's what I got going so far. Victor, 24. Everyone's bet Victor this week. Babe, it'll be a big group victory lap if Victor Hovland can get his first win in the continental United States oh, yeah. this, this week at Quail Hollow. I have Justin Thomas at 25 to 1. Gary Woodland, 90 to 1. With five places, I also threw like five bucks on... Uh, Sam Stevens at two hundred to one with the each way, because yeah. I like him this week. I actually like that, and I like him on DraftKings. So. I, I bet him at I bet him uh, top twenty at five to one, as well. And I played a top forty parlay with Grio and Stevens that ends up being like six and a half to one or something. So yeah. hopefully they just have good weeks. First round leader Grio eighty to one with five places. Stevens ninety to one with five places. Euro Tour Jorge Campillo. 35 to 1 over at the Italian Open. And one and done's, I got Victor. Jeff has Cam Young. And Cust has Patrick Cantlay with his new caddy, Tiger's Ooh. caddy. I mean, the new caddy bump is like a real thing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. As I said, this might be a good one for Cust. It might be the first time we see it in a while since what, Justin Rose? Hey, Cust is winning the one. He had Cam Young at the match play. So second, oh, second at the match play yeah, yeah. was worth a bunch of bucks. So I, I don't know what I want to do in terms of like my last spot here, in terms of. My betting card. Like, I still have I only have four guys. One of them is 90. One of them is 200. Right. And I have two guys in the 20s. I, I uh, kind of made the, uh, the decision to be like, hey, I'm just going to bet three of the top 10 guys in the field basically every week now. Just do that. Don't worry about the middle range. If one of those guys hits, they hit. That's great. I, I lose anyway every week. So I might as well try to give myself a decent chance here. It was between Spieth and Cam Young for me. I can still grab a 22 on Spieth. Those are still lingering out there. I can still grab a 22 on Cameron Young. They're both 18 to 1 right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. Earlier in the week, I was really in on Sungjae. You can find a 27 on him. But the one that keeps dropping, like Homa's down to 33 to 1 now. I thought you took it already. I no, saw, I saw I, the boost. I, I didn't. I was just kind of like, if he's already, that wasn't even a boost. Yeah. I, like, that's just where he was at. So I. It's not that I kind of crossed off Homa to begin the week. It's just I was kind of like wishy-washy. You know, he played the Masters. He played the Heritage. Those aren't two good courses for him anyway. Previous to that, going through the players, going through Bay Hill, like the ball striking was off the charts. Just dude couldn't putt anymore. And now we're back to one of the courses where he wins. Yeah. Should I just bet him? One of the tournaments that he wins too, in general. But yeah, the, I think that he's fine at that number. It goes back to your earlier in the season stuff with Homa versus JT. Now I got both of them. Well, we're going to have these conversations today, but for sure, like that's an example. One guy's winning tournaments at an extremely high clip. The other guy's not winning tournaments. So I think you're fine to bet him. And at that number, it definitely feels better than like a, a Sung J 27. I guess the speeds one is interesting because he, you know, he said he was mentally fatigued, was still forget all that was right back in the mix losing to Fitz. So at the RBC heritage, but uh, I don't know at that number, it feels like home was pretty solid. It does, but it's just like the, the first thing I thought about this week was Victor. So I, I instantly went bet Victor. Everyone thought about it. And then my gut also told me that this is the spot where Cam Young finally wins. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a big one too. It, of course it is. I understand why it is as well, but like every number pointed me towards Spieth yeah, and Gary Woodland. I, I bet the Vic number with you, with everyone else. So I, I tease that, but like just in general, I think it, man, big Dick Vic might be limp Dick Vic here this week. And we'll see what happens because it just feels like too many people piling on. There's definitely too many things that can go wrong from a betting perspective. You're not against other players in that sense. We're just against the book. So who cares? We can all bet the same number, but 
Oftentimes, those don't come through, first of all. Second of all, on DraftKings, there's lots of options around Vic that we can go do. I feel better about your Cam Young one, and I like the ad of Homa, based on everything you just said. So it would be home, no Cam Young, just Homa yeah. to add to because I bet Justin Thomas. Yep, I like that. The Tita Green's been good for Justin Thomas. He's going to putt one of these weeks, trust me. If, he, if he's going to putt anywhere, it feels like this could be a place. Hey, he gained almost 10 strokes putting when he won the PGA Championship at this course. Hasn't really done that since, but... Good mojo. Good mojo. Yeah, coming going back into it. it. So those are the bets. Let's talk weather. Uh, super windy today, unfortunately. So the Pro-Am might get uh, winded out, so we don't really care about that. Other than that, it looks like there's rain on Saturday, but essentially no wind all week. Any of the four days. Yeah, the only thing I saw, like, again, nothing with the wind, but on Thursday, Friday, the temperature's pretty low in the morning. Yeah, it'll so be... So however you think that plays out, if four, you care, but... It'll be 48, it says, at 8 a.m. on Thursday. It's pretty chilly. Yeah, and 50 at... Uh, Considering I think it got up, I, when I was looking at it earlier, I think it was like 75 or 77 or something it gets up to in the afternoon, so yeah. big, big difference there. I'm not sure, you know, how you feel if that affects anything, but... Uh, for me, I don't really see anything, nothing that I'm worried about for this week, nothing major. Well, it's a bit down, like you said, like with the high of 70 with temperatures in like the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. mainly like low to mid 60s for most of the day, all of the days. But as Paul pointed out to me, because I have that 125 to 1 Keegan Bradley bet to win the PGA Championship. Why? You know, it's in the Northeast. It's not going right. to be. It's a, it's a long course in the Northeast. It's the Keegan Bradley special. <laughs> this could turn into the Keegan Bradley special pretty quickly. Hey, I, I don't mind that. Uh, did you look at him for this week at all, or you just left him off? I he just I saw him at sixty to one was like the best number I could find. I was like, yeah, I don't okay. know about that. I heard Feinberg talking about this, so I asked you because I thought it was actually pretty interesting. He said like he was protecting his PGA Championship yeah, bets got, on he, Cam he, Young he's stop by betting him that. this week. It's like, yeah, yeah, but you get what he's saying, right? It's kind of like doubling down on it like that you could do that but it's not really going to be a big deal with Keegan Bradley I just think it was funny to kind of post it up that way it was nice yeah I mean that's just you don't need you don't need to say that you're betting Cam Young this week because you're protecting a number two weeks from now you're betting Cam Young this week because you think he's going to win this week it's true there is probably (laughs) multiple fronts but I do think his angle like it definitely can happen where you see it happens early and you're like damn I got those tickets and you feel good about the number now that you got those tickets at but you're like I also missed the win but yeah it's definitely a spot for him anyway so it's going to be a discussion when we get there well that entire scenario harkens back to something that I think it was like the second year of the show or the third year of the show that we were convinced John Rahm was going to get his first ever win in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then he won the week before at Torrey Pines. And we were like, oh, maybe yeah. we should have bet him here instead. Yeah. <laughs> and then since then, it's been like, got to protect the number. <laughs> and now you could just bet him anywhere you wanted. Yeah, if you want to pay the. Yeah, bet, bet him at even money and you're, you're, you're probably going to be profitable. Yeah. Our one and done. We're down to 1,309th out of the money. That ain't good. And we have to spend at least four minutes on it this week. Comments were not happy with us. Oh, our, you, our one and done approach last week. You look at the comments. Always. I read them. Mouth breathers. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind them Idiots at all. I, hey, that's a, a key in life, Pat, is not worry about what others think because truly <laughs> nobody really gives a shit. And that's the perfect part. Just be yourself. Go out and get it done. But I, I do read the comments and someone said that. I just laughed. But I mean, this week we do got to get it right. We got to figure something out here because we got to get back in the mix. We don't have, we have most of, I think we have six of the top seven guys in terms of the odds that we can use. So it's going to pick your poison. I don't think anyone's going to use Finau. Yeah. I, I'm not betting Finau and like, I don't have the, the highest hopes for him, but he's gone in 60% of leagues anyway. People be like, oh, coming off a win. What can Tony do? Tony could win here. 
Oh, definitely. I, I like him quite a bit this week. Actually, I was saying earlier in the week, okay, price technically went down from last week. When your guy comes off a win and his price goes down, it's usually the time to still stick with it. We've seen Tony go back-to-back. We've seen Tony go back-to-back in probably his biggest win that people will even give him credit for in the, what was it, the BMW or whatever it was when he won? Yeah, the Northern Trust. He won, but what did he win the week before? Oh, no, he won last year 3M and Rocket Mortgage back-to-back. Uh, I couldn't remember what it was. I thought he went back and won the BMW. No. For some reason. He, he won the first leg of the FedEx Cup like three years ago. That's what it was, yeah. Was In Jersey. But yeah, either way, we could see him go back to back. The point is, it's obviously a course that still sets up well for him. We are missing some of the other top guys that he's been in the conversation with this week, at least when people started posting the I mean, multiple wins. He just, the, he just beat Ron by four. Right. So I, I, I'm okay with a guy like Fina. What's his percentage right now left over? 40. 40. That's for, he, only 40% of everyone in the pool can take him. So we have, we have Rory. Finau, Xander, Vic, Spieth, and Cam Young at our disposal. Man, I'm feeling Xander a little bit too this week. I don't have him in mine, so I couldn't go there. And I don't have Fino either. And, mind and you, he's but. only available. He's the he's 54. percent Yeah. So the thought process on him was like, do you you can use him, but you can also, use him where, you can use him wherever wherever kind of you thing. want. I was just gonna say that was Xander. Like especially, and then he crushes U.S. Opens, so there's an opportunity for that. I do think this is a really good spot for him. And obviously he's priced accordingly, the markets betting everything, but he was interesting to me. The Finau one stands out because I said, no one will go back to it. Who are, who are a couple of the others? Rory, Finau, Xander, Vic, Spieth, Cam Young. I think that's our pool of guys that we have available to us. We don't have Cantlay. We don't have Morikawa. We don't have Fitz. We don't have Justin Thomas and we don't have Max Homa. So let's get your Rory thoughts right now. Cause we need them anyway, but that's the, well, the conversation one and done. You can bring it into everything. Like where's Rory at? Uh, no interview. This week, coming off the whatever the the double miss where he skipped the second one, he did come out and say in some questioning that it was mental health related. And he just needed a break to get away from it all. If, if you call it mental health, does that mean like you don't get dinged for that money? Possibly, because like Zalatoris isn't getting dinged for the money because he's out with a back injury. There's probably lots of money we don't know people are getting and getting dinged for <laughs> under the table with all that's gone on in the last year and a half. But well, I do um, think poor Rory, ta- poor Taylor Gooch can't get into the U.S. Open. Oh gosh, that's something else too. And win win two big live events. And it, it's funny because Cust put out like you know Taylor Gooch should be in winning back to back events. I saw I, that. I mean, I know that's not the case. I feel like he should be in the U.S. Open though, and like he's gonna have to go qualify. And then if he's playing as good as he's been playing, he is going to qualify. But he should be. But they, they kind of like re, reworked the rules to kick yeah. him out, which I think is pretty shitty. They, I think, what did they change? Like qualified to eligible or yeah, something? Yeah, because like I believe he was eligible for Eastlake last year, even though he had left the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. But he was inside the top 30 of the FedEx Cup. So technically he would be in Eastlake, thus guaranteeing him a spot in all the majors. But he wasn't eligible because he was on live tour because he had left. So therefore, he doesn't get a spot anymore, although he was technically qualified for it. Like, that's shitty. So what's going to happen? He's going to win the PGA Championship and then really put it on them. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I just think in general, it's one of those things. He knows what he got into. I know, but now but now, but now sucks, but I, like, I get that yeah, he knows they what they're going it, into, like. but maybe he thought that he had this one in the bag too. And then they reworked the rules on him. <laughs> it's funny because it's him. If you remember from the very beginning, he's the guy that says he Ryder thought Cup. the contract said this. Oh, I thought I could just check it out for a week and come back over. Remember, <laughs> I was like, no, nah, you signed it. And then in court, like a, fu- a couple months later, like, no, nah, he knew exactly what he was getting into. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Good for him winning those two events. I mean, it can't be easy to win anywhere back to back. I don't care what anyone says. Like in, in those types of fields, there's still good golfers yeah. in them that people would consider good enough to be in opens and different things, us open all these different tournaments. So congrats to him, but yeah, he's got to find his way through it. He's in the PGA championship though. So see what he does there in a couple weeks. Yeah. Maybe just top five that get yourself into the U S open, but 
I think that does that get. I don't think the majors correlate to each other except for the Masters. Like if you yeah. top five in the other majors, you get into the Masters. I think that's how it works. Well, talk, to, I, talk to our guy Justin Ray. Yeah, see, Justin Ray will know that stuff, or the guy that does the world ranking yeah, stuff VC on Twitter. Yeah, VC six oh six guy, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, not my forte when it comes to it. Yeah. So in terms of one and done, who do you think is going to be? I, I think it's pretty clear of the guys that we have remaining. And Cantley is only available in 38%. I would assume he's Man. going to be popular amongst the people that are left. But Rory, Vic, and Cam Young. That, that, those got to be the guys this week. Yeah. Well, Rory, for sure. Anyone who has him left is using him here. It's a spot. Look at his course history. Should we use him then? Here. Well, do you, that's what I was going to ask you. Is Again, Rory is like the Xander conversation we had earlier, where even at a higher level, you, you could just use Rory wherever you want. It's Rory. The question is, how, that's why I asked you how you feel about him, why I brought that up, because it is a lot of money up top. If you feel like Rory's going to be there, I mean, yeah, I definitely think it's fine just to plug Rory in and use him. What did you say he was, 40%? Yeah, 30, 38%, 40%, 41%. I feel better about using him than Fina. Really? Yeah. I, I like the Fino angle. Like, again, from an angle, Fina makes sense. Everything we said about him off the top. But I'm saying I still would love to use Rory over him. And if you use kind of last week's example, actually, Pat, we can take this away. Uh, the conversation around the math with Rom after we got off our show and some more stuff I saw on Twitter was kind of interesting in the sense that Rom was, I think he was 55% on data golf to top five, okay, for the week. And then people were seeing his ownership coming in around 40 to 50 range. Some were saying it'd be higher in the stuff. All right, Angle was correct, I think, on the show of like in the higher stakes where he's going to be 60, 70, you can get off that. But if he's going to be top five, he's probably optimal. And that's the case. This week, I think Rory is like 35 or 36%. To be top five, that's still pretty high considering the strength of field and everything that goes with it. But it, it does stem a lot from his course history and just how good he is and what he's been doing. So if you think that there's a chance he's top five, I think we could just plug him in and roll him out. To look back at the past two Wells Fargo championships at Quail Hollow, we had Homo win. And we had Rory win. Those are the past two winners here. Obviously, Homa won a year ago, but it was at TPC Potomac. It wasn't at Quail Hollow. Right. Both those guys came in with no form mm-hmm. when they won. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not sweating his form whatsoever. But I'm just trying to like piece it through in my mind in terms of one and done. Like We need a winner, for one thing, or a second place in an elevated event is you know worth twice as much as Finau winning last week kind of thing. Right. I, I think that the difference is I thought that third paid more than the last week. I think it's like almost even. Too. Like getting a win in Mexico was the equivalent of coming third in one of these elevated events. But if I don't think that people are going to use Finau, and I don't think that they are, now we have a chance of, yeah, Rory is Rory more likely to win than Finau? Absolutely. I'm, that's not an argument that I'm going to make. Yeah. But is he twice as likely? Let's say he is. Let's say he's twice as likely to win, twice as likely to win <laughs> as Tony Finau. The, the one and done numbers are not going to show that. Rory's going to be like five times his own as Finau. Mm-hmm that I think of all of the top guys, he's the guy that we can squeak through at like 3%. If we can get the win, then we're back into it because no one else used him. Right, but then the argument is, do you think Cantlay versus Fina? I know Cust is on him, so maybe that's in your thoughts, but just in general. We don't have Cantlay, though. Oh, I thought we did. No, we don't, we don't I, have I, I thought that's why you brought him up. Really. No, no, so no. I'm just saying that we don't have him. him. Okay. I think Cantlay kind of, Cantlay's going to be more popular than Finau in one and done. So Rory, Xander, Finau is basically where we're at. Yeah. And then I think we can drop Xander out of that and just say whatever. Like I so said, we can use him anywhere. The one-fifth, like you're considering Finau based on the one-fifth ownership of Rory of what's left. Yeah, well, let's, just, let's just call Rory, let's just, if he's eligible to be picked in 41% of one-and-done leagues, I'll say he's 12%. Yeah, and I'll say Finau, say like 15%. So so I'm going to say Finau is 40% available. I'll say he's picked in 4%. Okay, so 
It's going to be closer. So, so four times is likely. I, I just don't think people are going to use Fino. I say we go with Fino. Roll the dice. All right. I'm okay with that. Okay. Let's do it. That's my sell job. So Rory guaranteed winner now. That's how this works. Well, it's good because, like I said, the, my thoughts are that I think we'll still be able to play Rory on DraftKings, no problem. I mean, that's not some crazy thing. He's the number, he's top price guy, number one guy, and all the models, things like that. But I do think one thing that's interesting, at least about this week, is that it's it's obviously not like the Mexico Open, right? You have a strong field, softer pricing, all those factors. Where you know, what does Rory get to? Twenty-five to thirty percent. And yeah, in the higher stakes stuff, maybe he goes up from thirty to thirty-five range, but. It's not like last week, we're, and it never is, but I'm just saying we're not getting a situation like that. And really, after the Rory's, Hovland, Cam, or Cam Young, JT, you kind of just have a drop-off of everything really spread out. So you can just play whatever you want this week based on that once you get off those. Uh, you figure out what you're doing, I should say, better way to put it, of those top four guys I just mentioned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Reminder to everyone, once again, to play in the DraftKings Listeners League. Link down in the description right now because we want to juice it up. Probably make it smaller next week. Create artificial demand so people go and sign up for the PGA. Because the Masters one was filled by like Tuesday morning. So I, I the like Masters to, was nuts this year for everything. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to get the same sort of uh, role for PGA, PGA Championship. Yeah. People have been kind of tuned out of golf. I mean, I tuned out of golf for two weeks. And I think yeah. even just seeing some of the early numbers that have come back in this week, that they're still just, not fully in. Yeah, people are just kind of like, eh. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, baseball is in like full swing now. Golf is kind of like out of its little window where they kind of had yeah. everything. By N- the NHL, balls. I'm not a big hockey guy, but NHL has been kind of crazy. NBA has been insane, the playoffs so far. So it definitely makes sense. I, I did find it was funny, too, that people were talking about the ratings for the NHL. They did really good ratings in the first round. Right. And I think that the Bruins, who the fuck did the Bruins play? They lost to Panthers? Panthers? I think so. Okay. So whatever that game seven was, did like 3.8 million viewers or something like that, which was like the highest first round series, like 40 years. Or I don't something. think it was the Panthers. Now I got to think about this. Who was it? Maybe why? I don't know. I think it was the Panthers. Yeah, because they're playing. Yeah, they're they're playing the Leafs now. Anyway, they did like okay. 3.8 million. I went back and looked like how is golf doing in terms of the ratings? I saw that the final round of the RBC Heritage did like 4.7 million viewers. Mm-hmm. So, well, that was your conversation last week. Though, is the speed needle mover? Yeah, definitely a thing. Yeah, speed's in the mix. Ratings go up. Wasn't braces, boy. That's for sure. I, th- I think that, yeah. Patrick, he's not moving the needle. No, Fitzpatrick isn't moving the needle, but he's a good guy to have in opposition to Spieth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's one thing to have, like, Spieth versus 
Totsy or the fuck that Toasty. Kind of thing. He came actually came last through last week. Yeah. I think he had two eagles on Sunday. Uh, so if it, was, if it was Spieth versus like some guy, then it's maybe not as good. At least, at least people identify Fitzpatrick as a real guy. He just won a major. Mm-hmm. So like Fitzpatrick by himself does nothing. Fitzpatrick versus Spieth does something. It elevates it up a little bit more. Who's, who's more identifiable in your, your eyes, Finau or Fitz? Finau. For sure, 100%. I, I think so. I just wonder if that was that obvious because I, I mean, the, the Netflix special did feature both of them, but I, mean, I think you, people you were also, way more attached to Finau. I mean, but people keep saying it, Pat. Like last week, it's another win. Oh, it's wins another terrible event. Good for him. Like the guy can't do anything right. No, yeah, he can't. It doesn't it, matter it, what he until does until he wins the Masters. People are gonna say he sucks. No, they're gonna he's gonna win it. and They're gonna say, oh, it took him long enough. This is a guy that should have three majors right now. <laughs> like that's literally gonna be the conversation. Poor Finau, and the dude's just living the best life. He doesn't give a shit. He's out there beating Rom by four, going out and beating his kids in a par three that on a par three that night and then going on TikTok with his wife. Like, he does not give a shit about you or anything. That's why my point earlier was nobody cares. Four wins in the past nine months. It's for incredible. Fino. It's incredible. But he sucks. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. I mean, we give Patrick, <laughs> I, I give Patrick Cantlay a, a tremendous amount of shit. The guy does win at a pretty high clip. Yeah. For a guy that like, people are like, oh, Patrick Cantlay, because they don't win the big one. Oh, yeah. But Although the, he won the, the FedEx Cup. It's the same thing. Yeah, he won the FedEx Cup, and anything he does, are all Pat, Patrick can't putt or Patrick can't play. It's like, okay, the guy is playing just fine. I mean, Pat, he is Patrick can't play because he refuses to actually hit his shots. Yeah, he's slow. Patrick's slow play. Oh, man. God. Like, I, I actively root against him for that. Like, I want him to miss cuts so I never have to see him on my TV. Yeah, so bad. I know people saying like, oh, they're just grabbing onto it for engagement. No, this guy's been doing this shit for years. Go back and watch. Yeah, just go back on this show three years ago. And we're talking, we're talking about, about this about shit. It. So yeah, even if it's in a bubble or not, I don't care. He's one of the slowest, if not the slowest on tour. And he admits it. That's fine. It is what it is. DraftKings picks for the week. Let's see, I did a very short-term modeling. Okay. The past 12 rounds. Because I didn't want Rory to be number one every single time that I did it through. Finau was number one. <laughs> Finau, Woodland, Hovland, Cam Young, Cantlay, Sam Stevens. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Woodland and Stevens, two guys I like. I bet Woodland, 90. That's just I bet both of them. Chasing. <laughs> Sam yeah. Stevens, for the Fantasy National Simulator, has the eighth best odds to win this week. I do like him down there, and I don't really know if he's getting ownership. Like, if you look down. Yeah, he, he is. He, I saw, like, three to five, three to six. Oh. So even if we give him a boost and say he's five let's plus. Say, let's say he's eight. I, I highly doubt that. All right, I'm using him either way. Like. Yeah. We'll see, though. Yeah, he's 7000 bucks. So, I mean, Fantasy National. Ma- the Mayo boost is going to well, be fan- real, fan- And Well, it's not just, not, not just me. It's Fantasy National as well. Like, whenever you run numbers, anyone who runs numbers this week, he's going to rate out really well Okay, for the price point. But this is why I don't even think he crosses five or six is because when you look at it like Batia, you've got he'll, Will he'll Gordon, be, you've got Luke List, you've got Joseph Bramlett, you've got all the favorites down here. All the range. guys from last week. Who were well, like, it's all the, people, all the guys people love to play. And then you've got speculation plays above, like people like Benny Ann, people like Justin Sue, like pe- people like these guys. It's just going to be so spread out down there that I would, again, you, were, you said it, you're playing him anyway, but for anyone out there thinking, oh, I thought Stevens was going to be sneaky. Now Mayo said he's going to be eight. Just play him. If you want to play him, yeah, play he, him. He might be eight, he might be four. Yeah, just play him. <laughs> like he, if you want to play him, play him. This is not an exact science here. So yeah. let's, let's try to build the lineup. Let's build two versions of what we think the popular lineups are going to be to give us two separate landing spots. Do you want to start with the Rory lineup, or do you want to start with what I think is going to be the more popular super balance lineup? I am going to get you to start with the super balance because okay. I'm pretty sure I already have three of the plays on here. Yeah, all right. So you plug in your three plays, and I'll tell you the three plays that I came up with is the super popular build. Okay. Hovland, Thomas, Cam Young. There we go. 
Done. Easy stuff. Yes. You see DraftKings uh, put in the new feature where you can see your player exposures? Yeah. I like that. Good idea. Look at that. See who your top three are. Most people, at least, for if you're just hand-building all week. And then start building lineups without those top three. That's usually how it works in PGA DFS. Yeah, I I built my first because I always build one on Monday. uh, Because I play in this like season long thing. And if I don't build it on Monday, I'll completely forget to put in a lineup. So I just build one for that. And it was different. It had two of those guys, but it had Spieth instead of Cameo. Yeah, you might have to stick with your conviction. What? What? Okay, let's do this conversation quick before we build that lineup out because it's obviously the three starting point. If you had to drop one of these, Cameo. Okay, mine is Hovland. That's probably the better choice. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't, do you have a reason why for yours? Or like, I, can, I mean, I, I bet on the other two. I did bet on Cam. Okay. <laughs> like no, that's fair. Your reason is conviction. <laughs> I was just saying, my, my thing was just looking at it. When you go to it, uh, you know, and just around him, Hovland still has, like, Day is getting squeezed. Sungjae is right there. I think he looks great. Fitz is coming off a win. Homa dominates this course. It seems he's coming in at a little bit lower ownership than normal. Spieth is right. Like, there's so many guys around Hovland, I, I think, and there's holes to poke in Hovland. So I, that's, say, I, I think, well, I mean, there's holes to poke. I mean, the same holes that you can poke in Hovland, the fact that people don't poke them in Cam Young seems asinine to me because he does the same things poorly, except he putts worse. Yeah, I got a thought on that real quick. Is uh, Sam Burns... This is the game that we used to play at majors. Now that we have designated events, we get to play this game a lot more often. But we talked about this from a strategy standpoint on plenty of shows. Cam Young, how many wins on the PGA Tour? Uh, I'm going to say zero. Correct. Sam Burns, how many in like the last year and a half, two years? I think it's six. Yeah, insane, insane amounts. It doesn't mean... Yeah, but he's never won a major. Yeah, Cam Young Young has been right there in majors and been right there in plenty of other terms. And maybe the answers play both. All I'm saying is we we do this so often, and yet I don't see anybody playing Sam Burns this week. He's like half or more than half the ownership. I understand why people don't like to play Sam Burns, though, because it it goes to the argument that you're making is a perfect GPP argument. Who wins? Sam Burns wins. Who also misses the cut all the time, too? It's also Sam Burns. I get why people are pensive to go do that. Like, I understand that nature of it. But who gives you more leverage in the tournament you're playing? And the most people that are making these thoughts and decisions are then going to try and beat 100,000 people in a tournament this week with the thought against that. And I'm like, that's my whole point of why you have to you know, sometimes go against that grain and just say, yeah, Cam Young seems really safe. Also, the answer could be skip over all of them. Skip JT, skip Cam Young, skip Hovland. And go La- Lowry Connors? Whatever you want to do. That range, by the way, is going extremely overlooked. We'll of get course. there. Let's go back to build this lineup and see where we land yeah. and what you see. I mean, I think this is a good starting point. The only interesting part, Pat, about this starting point of these three is that you are skipping Rory and all the guys above Hovland, and you do land in the kind of dead zone of the upper 7K range because your average right now is 7,700 plus. I have the lineup for you. Go ahead. It leaves $100 on the table. Sure. I actually really like this lineup. I'll, I'll be sharing it with 30,000 of my other friends who build the same lineup. Okay. Hovland, Thomas, Cam Young, Keegan, Woodland, Mitchell. Keegan, Woodland, Mitchell. And yeah, I think the Connors version of that might be... It'll be lesser owned because people are using Mitchell. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, yeah, and you can, you can get up to 79. So you can, Why is Kuchar 7,900 bucks? There's a, there's a couple weird prices this week. Like, I mean, we talked about Ricky in terms of the betting odds. Like, are people going to use Ricky at 8,800? They can't be, right? He has to get squeezed. He's stuck between he JT should, and, and Young. Listen, maybe he'll come third, but he should be squeezed for that price. He should be $1,000 cheaper. Really? Yeah. Five, Why is he above Sam Burns? F- five top 20s in his last six, with the sixth being a 31st, and the worst out of those other top fives being a 17th? 
The guy's been on fire, but no one's going to give him credit for it. And they just say, oh, the easy way to say is horrible price. Well, he's just above the the average price is what, 8300 or something? He's 8800 It's actually kind of fair for what he's been doing lately. It's just in our head, Ricky sucks still, and that's fine. I, I don't think that Ricky sucks, but he has... He's 35 to 1 in the betting market, also a horrible number. We'll say it, sure, but this doesn't reflect anything that crazy, to be honest. It's just how people assume it. I just compare him to the other players that are on the board who are either cheaper. Like, are you going to say that... Although he's more volatile, Hatton's spit out better performances. I, I in just, big, in we just events. made the case for Burns over Young. Burns over Fowler has to be a lock. I'm just saying when people say it like that, that's what sometimes those are the plays you have to go to. And then the, it's the Thursday afternoon or the Friday afternoon. Oh, of course it's Ricky. <laughs> that's the situation here. And it's not that crazy when you see the results coming in. I think Kenny talked about it on Monday with me about uh, Sungjae. He used as the Finau example. Finau had been sniffing the top, due for another win. Boom, he finally gets it. Sungjae's been doing it. Cantley's been doing it. Spieth's been doing it. X has been doing it. Well, Ricky's been doing it too. Ricky's but Ricky been... doesn't win. We haven't seen the guy win forever. I mean, so... the guy's best finish this year is 10th. Like when we say he has top 10s, he has 10th place finishes. Yes. But you know, it, it's, not, I... it's not like he has second place finishes. It's a, exactly. I'm just saying it's why he, there still is a floor built into it. And that's why it's getting it. And then again, it's also because the betting market. I'm not saying it's right. We just named guys below him that are better plays or probably better options in this setup. But I'm saying I can see where it's generated from quite easily. Sure, but what is he? Is he more expensive than Sungjae or not? No, he's less. Three hundred. He's less. Three hundred less. Yeah, like you have Day there as well. Like, and I don't know. Just, there's something different. There's a difference between a nine thousand dollar day and what you have to give up in your lineup to take him, rather than like the eighty one hundred dollar day that we were seeing a little bit earlier in the season. I think the same thing is happening with Ricky right now. Like, unless you're playing, and you will, because people won't be going to Ricky Fowler, but just straight up like if you're gonna have ricky at let's say a theoretical example seven percent sam burns at seven percent would you just use burns every time i like burns yeah yeah that that's all i'm saying is this it's actually not that different if you look at their odds in the books and all that stuff like no, that, I, still I, I, the same I get that their odds are the same and with day and fowler they're getting baked in course history because they both have a win at this course although yeah, ricky's came and, and day, over a decade ago day is another example where you could just go to him maybe He's, he's also squeezed, like Hovland. He's in between Hovland and JT. Obviously, Sungjae's there as well. But Day, if you're using the example of Ricky, oh, there, it's just really a 10th and then a bunch of 10th to 17th, 20ths. Day has the 5th, 7th, 9ths in there, plus the same course history here, plus getting squeezed on the other side of those guys. He's, he's squeezed between the Hovland-JT spot. All, I mean, this is well, where... What, what, are you, what are you seeing for Fowler's ownership? I'm seeing it like pretty high. I'm seeing 10. I was seeing like 14. No, I don't see that. And I see Burns down at like six. Yeah, and I still see Burns around anywhere eight to 10. So it's got, they're pretty similar picks. Tom Kim as well. No one using. Yeah, Tom Kim. I like him. Tournaments. Played well here at the President's Cup. He, they, he, like, so this is that's the, not the reason, but also just in general, even uh, I think at the Masters, he played okay too. It was a longer course, longer yeah. irons. And then, then he missed the cut at the, at the Heritage at a course where we thought he was going to be really good. Yeah, we've seen that plenty of times. Just like last year, people thought Cam Young was going to suck at the Heritage because it's a shorter yeah. setup and you need to be tighter off the off the tee and all that stuff, and he came through and crushed. Yeah, Cam actually played tee to green well. He just couldn't make a putt to save his life. That happens with him, though. Remember when he was, like, the favorite at the Sony Open and lost seven strokes putting in two rounds? Yeah, it happens. happens. So in terms of ownership, looking at it right now, so we can kind of just, like, Cam Young starts off the dead range. Like, he's going to be, like, 20%. Then after him, you have Burns. Hatton has a bit of buzz, but not too much. I don't know whether he cracks double digits or not. He'll be right around there. Nine, maybe. All these guys are coming in eight to 12. Not, just how Tom, you, you Tom, just don't know. Tom Kim will not be. Tom Kim will be lower than that. Tom Kim, I've got right now between seven to 10. I think he's going to... 
some of these don't add up though. Like, what do you have Rory? The whole at? thing adds up to six hundred. Yeah, but what do you have Rory at? I got Rory at twenty eight. Twenty eight. And what do you have Cam Young at? I've got Cam Young at twenty two. And what do you have Hovland at? I got Hovland at twenty one. Okay, so who's of the top guys? Who's the lowest one? Xander. Oh, Xander for sure is getting squeezed. Morikawa, Homa, both getting pretty squeezed where they're at. I mean, I was just, I looked at the Fantasy National Simulator. Morikawa's number one. Yeah, Morikawa's in play here. Again, he's, there's just, I, and I also don't see how he gets to a number. Like 15%, maybe. Well, it feels like it, it's going so to just, be like, these play. guys are just like, whatever, like, what was, sorry, what was the ownership you said for Xander? I didn't say it, but I, I've got him right now at about 14, 15, somewhere in that range. One of those guys, and because it feels like Finau might get a little squeezed as well based on the pricing. Cause I've got like, Finau at 17 right now. So one of those guys is going to be like, because we see it happens every single week. Like you, Sky tweets out the ownership. It's like, oh shit, Morikawa is 7% somehow. Like one of those guys will just be compl- like, when you get to your final decision of whoever you click, one guy will just be the one that gets passed up every single time. Yeah, this isn't updated fully yet, but I can tell you for sure I'm dropping Xander. There's just no way. Like Rory, if they're going, if someone's going up there, they're finding the 400 bucks for Rory. They're going to Cantlay, whether it's for his stats, his projection sites numbers, or the new caddy narrative. Finau, if people want to play the bounce back. And then if not, it's people making decisions in that 9K range of, oh, it's going to be Jordan Spieth again or, or Morikawa with the long irons or whatever. Like, how is it going to be Xander? It's just not. That's okay. what I'm saying. I, I think it's going to be Morikawa that gets. Crazy. I think it's both of them. Fair. It's, it just has to be, right? You, you got no way around it. And even Homa. If he gets late steam, I don't know how he gets to 15. He has course history. I get it. He's got all that. But, like, how, again, you've got too many guys above and too many below. Well, just to see this range of Hatton, Tom Kim, Thigala, Lowry, Fleetwood, Herman, Connors, Kucher. And then we get to Keith Mitchell and Wyndham Clark, who people are using but not, like, in droves. I just think with the way that lineup construction works, that people, if they have the ability – to get to, let's say, Hatton or Thiegal at 85 or Burns at, <clears throat> sorry, 86, that they're going to find someone to drop. They'll go from Sam Stevens to, I don't know, Luke List and find 200 bucks mm-hmm. to get back up to Cam Young rather than stay in that range. That would be my guess. Yeah, well, yeah, can I can tell you lineups. for sure, the Burns to Harmon range, so 8K to 8,600, is really tough to figure out, but it's definitely all sort of 10% or less yeah, is and, what I'm seeing right and now. And I think and maybe, some, maybe I think some of those guys, those are guys be, get to 10 or whatever. But, but I think some of those guys are going to be super less. Like they're, Oh, it's definitely possible. Yeah, like Harmon. What does Harmon come in at? Three. That's what I mean. It's definitely possible. What is <laughs> Lowry. Fleet, I was going to say, would probably I was gonna say Lowry is the one that people won't use. Lowry probably comes in lower. Uh, Tom Kim comes in lower. Sam Burns comes in lower. Like I, I feel like all those guys are going to get pushed down when the other ones are just the easy clicks to go to, right? Cam Young, JT, up above, and then... Whatever Fowler wants to garnish, we'll see. I like Lowry the best of those guys. Um, I think he has the right skill set for here. Just I, th- I think I like Thigala. We can, we keep... I, I actually like Hatton and Burns the most. I like Burns as well, but I think I like Lowry the best of that, like Hatton through Clark. Man, I got a feeling about Thigala this week. I think he's going to be solid here. Just a number set up well. It's not just a feeling, but say in general. He's been playing much better too, and again, boomer bust in some cases. Well, yes, okay, but. it's it's funny. Like he's a kind of a perfect guy to look at because I mean, I felt like his betting number was a bit overinflated just because of the run that he's been on, and people like the gala. But when we talk about how the pricing comes out, and you talk about like Ricky, Ricky's been so consistent. The gala's been more consistent and better than Ricky. Mm, I don't know about the consistency though. Fifth, ninth, seventy fourth, fourteenth, sixth, thirty ninth, fourth. 
This yeah, is right. The, the 74th and the 39th step out a little. So it's just as good, though. It's 8,200. I'm fine with it. I think he's great. Like I said, at 8,200, I just think that's where the Ricky stuff comes from. Is The Ricky price on DraftKings comes from the betting market, right? Yeah. They're just pulling it over from his ridiculous 35 to 1. I'm just saying if you if, if you land on Ricky and put him in, there's it's fine, I think. like it's, it's definitely a possibility that he gets you another top 10, top 20, something like that. And if he's your third or fourth guy in, you can get away with that, no problem. Kind of like the colder conditions to lean me towards like a Lowry and Keegan. Okay. I like the Keegan call more than the Lowry one, but I, I like Lowry. He's fine. So let's build out one of these Rory lineups. Let's see the Rory one. So Rory 11-1, plug him in. Now we have 7,700 left per player. Who is the logical? Like, it feels like Cam Young has to be the logical second man in here because he's the cheapest of the best guys. Yeah, it's Cam Young or Hovland, I think, even more than JT. I think that's the order. It would be one of those two next. But you just, I mean, let's throw in Hovland first to see what we can do on the back end. And then if we need the money, we can drop Hovland down to Cam Young. The interesting thing about the Hovland angle, just it doesn't mean it's lower. It's not low owned. I'm just saying but what's happening there is that you almost have to skip out on JT and Cam Young to have something reasonable that you like in large field terms, get away with whatever. And you can get there. Like if I plug, for example, if I plug in cam young into that, I still have 7,000. You don't have to skip them. I'm just saying, I think when people are looking at it from a sharper perspective in these large field tournaments, they'll say that's their in to be able to use those two guys, not who you play, how you play them, but get away from this landing zone of the bottom sevens where we have Bramlett list Stevens, all those guys that we mentioned, there's like six others down there that this lineup makes sense. But if you want it to be different, it would be to be get off Cam Young, and now maybe we go to Keegan or something like that. But you, I don't know if you're building like what you think people do. or Yeah, what. no, no, I'm building what I think people are going to do. So then you can get Cam Young in with Hovland because you have all those guys. Stevens fits. Yeah, but is that going to be something that's super popular? You think like huge Stevens pop. Bramlett list is going to be super popular? Just like popular? that, yeah, simple. Or you can go Benny Ann in there, and then you get one year, pick your choice of list or Bramlett, whoever you think will be more popular. Do we have a 7-1? It's Ryan. Benny Ann, Stevens, and then whoever you pick between List or Bramlett. Or Gordon. Or Gordon. Who? Who? Yeah, well, how do you rank those three? Who is it? Gordon? Gordon, List, Bramlett. Now I'm trying to get you to List shit. We're, we're getting progress here, guys. Gordon, Bramlett, List. Gordon, Bramlett, List. What do I got here? I've got my stuff. I'm just seeing it. I think it's uh, List, Bramlett, Gordon. And I would rather play Stevens over all of them. And I'd rather play Batia over them. So if I plug in list, it's not super low owned, but because of the three guys up top. But either way, yeah. I see Pendrith's a reasonable price again. Fair price. I like him in tournaments. Who I, cares? I just say, yeah. I'm just betting on talent again. There's there's a couple guys down there, Pat. We've done this game in the past weeks of like who's the guy down low. We know Kitayama is down there. He literally won the API. He, I like Kitayama. Here. Don't care. He's gonna have some ownership, but who cares? Not enough to worry about. Uh, Justin Suh. Taylor Pendrith. These these are some of the talents down there that. What you about your just, boy Nick Hardy? Oh God, I already missed that boat. Him <laughs> and Davis Riley both. They're both fine. They actually both have pretty good long irons and have played and, and longer a, courses and have a ton of driving irons, distance too and have everything that goes with it. I think I would throw Hardy into that mix instead. You know, proven winner on the PGA Tour, Nick Hardy. Proven winner. God, <laughs> the way they had to get it is funny, but yeah, seventy one hundred as well. And then you could still land on your guy list. So here, here's a good lineup I don't know for you. I, I don't know if I love List here. Luke List? Do you, do you like List? I, I mean, I don't know if I love him this Like week. Luke List. Like Luke List? Yeah, Triple L. 
If, if you can get to that, I mean, uh, who? Okay, I mean, you. you well, is there anyone below sixty nine hundred that you actually do like? Because I'm looking at it right here. EVR rates out really well. I'm not fucking doing that. Oh, I know. Not making I'm, that mistake. There's two guys that I like down here. Uh, Totsy, your boy. Toasty, <laughs> Totsy. Um, yeah, if you want to go back to him, I actually like uh, my guy. The namesake, Tyler Duncan. Good good on courses that are longer, too. Yeah, and this is a place where he just, I always uh, just try to think in my mind, has Webb Simpson ever played well at a course? If that's the case, Tyler Duncan could theoretically play well at that course. And Webb Simpson has played well at this course. There you go. That just solidified it even more for me. I liked him for other reasons, but that was good. So uh, your guy, Davis Thompson, is down here. It rates out pretty well for me. 6,600, and then there was one and more. MJ Duffy does well. I like MJ Duffy at harder, longer courses. Like, that's generally the only place he does anything. You get him in an easy course, not so good. I like uh, Trey, too. Trey Mully. Oh, man. Cheap. Feel like his time has passed. He had his run. Mm-hmm. And now he's just back to being, what about Pearson Cooney? Oh, God, you got to bring this guy back. Chin. Hmm. What? Uh, who's the guy we just said that we actually kind of like? Tyler Duncan? I just want to see what I, I can do. I don't like that. Tyler Duncan, for the record. Your sell point was a reason to like him. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not going to. If I could I, play a guy that plays well where Webb I'm plays, not saying, I should play I, him. I'm just saying that that was always my case for Tyler Duncan. Like, whenever you wanted to plug him in, just it feels like it's a bit, bit much for him. Okay, so back this up because Young was the guy you didn't want anyway. Get off my Tyler Duncan theory here. Let's go Rory, Hovland, and then the guy you said in the middle, you said Lowry and Keegan. Yeah, okay, so here's, here's the lineup that I had built with Rory just to say it. Okay. Rory, Hovland, Cam Young, Stevens, Gordon, Nick Hardy. Stevens, Gordon, and I had listed. Yeah. Them, but that's who you ranked. But I like Gordon sense. better. Yeah, Gordon. What we got to try and do some week is get the most – duplicated lineup by sky when he puts it out i see but that that i feel like all of that doesn't hinge on who's popular and who's not it's like one guy plays 40 of the same lineup in a tournament sometimes yeah <laughs> or it's sometimes just whatever the optimizer spits out on a certain site or whatever and so everyone plays that lineup but all like, right that let, seems like such a terrible idea it is <laughs> i don't understand that at all like if you're gonna play in a giant what's, what's funny though is that now I, I take shit for this sometimes but i end up just playing these lineups like i'll throw them in like the ten dollar 18 max the three dollar and, by... and the twenty dollar just to say i played them because we made them on the show or something and then i was like oh you played some shitty lineup this week because everyone was on this one it's like yeah i just i'm just playing what yeah I'm, playing I'm, I'm punching them all in. my too. main lineups this week like my mega lineups will not have you know at least i don't think some of these ones but the ones we're talking about here where these are like super chalk filled probably not likely to see in my mega 2222s but this is a good setup to start with so if you go rory hovland i was trying to say this but you liked lowry and keegan now that doesn't work okay let's go oh wow see this is what i'm saying pat now you can compare i got it let's go back to the drawing board on okay go ahead well because it's just a 2v2 right off your other one i think so lowry and keegan what was the lineup you just had? Was Rory, Hovland, Young, mm-hmm. and then you had Stevens, Gordon, and Hardy. And Hardy. So Tara. now you take Hardy and Young to Lowry and Keegan, and you can have the same lineup. I think I like that better. I like that better. Definitely. Gordo? Put Gordo in back in. I was trying to finagle it to see how it would work. Keegan and Lowry? Here's the problem, though. Like, I like Lowry, but I like Lowry because of what his skill set brings. I think the price is to be overlooked. And these are lineups that I'm going to play, obviously. But I think if I was to, like, rejig that lineup again, that I would get out of the Will Gordon business and get out of the Lowry business and try to get back into, like, the Woodland and someone else in their business. $7,400? Yeah. 
Woodland. Well, Griot's right there, but Griot's going to be popular. Oh, it's fine. Griot fits in there. He's going to be sub 10 probably still. Seven, so? seven to ten, I put him at. Okay. I think that's fine. So and if what, he gets to ten, so, so be does, it. Does you take out Lowry and take out Gordon. Yeah. Now can we use yeah, Griot Yeah, now you've got Rory, Vic, Keegan, Woodland, Grillo, Stevens. Okay. No 6K guys, no 8K guys, no 10K guys. Interesting. Interesting lineup, yeah. Still projects pretty well, too, from what we looked at. Oh, does it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's always good news. <laughs> I don't mind that. Again, like I said, when you get to 6,900, 6,800, there's, there's guys in there. Again, you can play them all because there's not going to be enough ownership on any of them, but there is big decisions. Like, it's a, a spot where you're like, who the hell do I play at 6,900, 7K when you've got, just to name them all real quick, Ben Griffin, Batia, no. not all, but just the ones say, I think will be say, popular. No, for me, no, yes. Stevens. Yes. Shank. No. Pendrith. No. Gordon. Yes. Svensson. No. List. No. Bramlett. No. Smalley? No, no. God, no. McKen- Not that guy again. <laughs> Mackenzie Hughes? No. Oh, this would be a perfect Mackenzie Hughes spot. <laughs> if there ever was one. Like, oh, the guy hits the ball 210 off the tee. How could he ever compete? It's like, oh, he's minus eight on day one. Putter, baby, putter. And then Eric Cole to round it out. No, thanks. On and there's like 10 other guys there. I'm just naming the ones so, I think so, that there's so here's what I would. So out of those guys that you mentioned, here's what I would rather do. I don't know if I'm going to get there or not. Man, the numbers love stupid Fucking Cam Champ. Not doing that. Duffy would be one that I would play. So work backwards here. We'll start from a bottom-up build here. You're going to go Duffy? Duffy. I'm just going to give you a list of names that I, I don't mind from here. W- would you play Champ? No. Would you I, play I, Davis Thompson? Yes. Okay. Would you play Jimmy Walker? No. The king, Jimmy Walker. No. He's back. No. Beat Lyme disease. Stewart mm-hmm. Sink? Trey Mullinex? Mullinex, yeah. Mullinex, yeah, for you? Who else is down here? Brent Grant? No. Yeah, that guy's... Why don't I play these guys? Like, whatever. Who cares? Fratelli? No. I, I'm basically just sorting by driving distance and going down the list. Yeah. What about my guy Carson? Where's Carson Young? The, fa- the fake Cam Young. Gets people all God. confused. He's, you, imagine every lineup this week, you just take your Cam Young and move it to Carson and then bump something else. Hey, back-to-back top 20s. How many times do we see it on the leaderboard on day one where everyone's like, oh, the wrong C. Young climbing the board? In fairness to him, he's actually playing pretty he's well. He's been playing well. That's he's what I mean. been playing pretty well. Yeah. He has, I mean, one of them was in Puerto Rico. He came third. He top 20 to the Heritage. Mm-hmm. That's an elevated event. He was 15th last week. It's not bad. Can't chip to save his life. But he has, like, mini Hovland stats. Like, he gains a bunch off the tee, gains a bunch on approach, and he kind of putts and loses three strokes chipping. So he's Victor Hovland with Cam Young's name, name. initial and, and last name. So so obviously he's going to win. Yeah, that everyone's like betting. Everyone's Hovland, betting Victor Cam and Cam Young. Carson Carson Hovland. You got him. Cam Hovland. Plug here. him in. I actually, I, if I need the money at sixty one to build some sort of super lineup, I, I think I would almost all the guys that I mentioned before, like the Walker. Who, who would be in your super lineup, Rory? I don't know. So let's build a super lineup. Well, I'm almost done it. That's why I'm asking. Okay, is Carson Young in it? It goes like this. It goes Rory, Finau, Hovland, Carson Young, your boy Davis Thompson, and MJ Duffy. Woo. I like Duffy more than I like Young. But you have to put Young in. It's the super lineup. I mean, I, I like it more than Thompson. Sorry. Okay. okay. So Carson Young, Stevens for me. Gives, us, gives me 92 to play around with. Spieth, Homa, Hovland, Cam Young. <laughs> that fits perfectly. Speed, Homo, Hovland, Cam Young? Yeah, see? You always say, 
Yo, do you have to play this guy or this guy? When it comes to Cam Young and Carson Young, maybe the answer is both. Yeah, that, that could be the answer. Double, double C Young. Double C Young. Cy Young Awards. With, with Hovland, Homa, Spieth. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you can turn that into... That's the trio when you've got them all together, actually. That could be the ultimate trio unlocked, Pat. Car- you've got young, Victor young, Hovland. Hovland plus Cameron Young equals Carson Young, and you put all three together, get your guy Sam Stevens, your conviction in Jordan Spieth, and then you land on Homa, who should be just fine here. Got the history, got the Wells Fargo history, got the course history, everything. If there's a way that you want to rejig it around, if you want to go down to... Take Spieth and Homa out. You could use like Sungjae and Morikawa instead of Spieth and Homa. Yeah, you could do that. Which too. is pretty spicy. These actually still project just as good as our original lineup. I'm sure. I mean, you have four of the top ten guys. That's With why. Young really not even projecting well, he just sucks. Which makes me think about being a little bit more aggressive this week, just out loud, when we're looking at it. If you can do that, because again, we know. Some of these guys that got to come through somewhere. There's what 95 guys, 6900 and below, and we named yeah. about 15 of them that you could play. I, and listen, I, I, I'm not just going to say that because they drive the ball along, they're going to play well. I think that's a very you know, reductive way of looking at it. However, if you're trying to sneak guys through, that is the path of least resistance. It's a lot like that Tory Pines, right? Yeah. One uh, one other build I wanted to run by you because well, it, we well, can do more, but I wanted to well, ask well, you this. one more. Matt Wallace. The king of not playing well in elevated events. Correct. I didn't realize how far he bombs it. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's played well here, too. That's part of it. I mean, the guy wins a bunch. It's just you don't people don't notice it because it's overnight or when they're sleeping and stuff like that. It's not a bunch, but it's enough to talk about. And that's why he gets in the mix and, and people mention he's it. Played, he, he's played here once. He came in sixth place. Yeah. Probably going to happen again. Probably going to win. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's do this other one. I want to run by you. Okay. This is a, another one we didn't talk about. But okay. if you go Morikawa, Spieth, Homa. You land at almost just over seven, seven thousand sixty-seven average. Seven thousand, sorry. Same sort of average that we landed on earlier, just over seven thousand. So it's just under seventy-one hundred. Okay. So now you can put in whatever you want in that same range. Just I'm thinking, what are your thoughts on that when you sort of chop Rory off the top? I listen. I'm good. No with, Homa. I, I'm. I mean, good, no Hovland. Sorry, I'm no. good with not playing Rory. I, I'll eat the not playing Rory this week and pray he doesn't win. Okay. I, I'm good with that strategy. That's what I will be doing. I mean, when you go and look at all of my lineups, of course, some of them are going to have Rory on them because we just built some Rory lineups that I played in tournaments. Mm-hmm. But when I go and like mass build my lineups and play like a hundred or whatever it is, I'm just, I'll just go no Rory. But listen to this lineup. Morikawa, Spieth, Homa, Benny Ann, Justin Suh, Sam Stevens. All right. Well, I don't like Suh or Ann. For really no reason. It's just I like some other guys more. That so, gives us 71. Yeah, I got an average of if, 71. If I get to Duffy, let's say, M, J, Duffy. Ah, you. it's not enough. I needed $100 more to get to Woodland. So you have to pull Stevens down to Gordon. Ugh. If I leave the winner out of my lineup, how am I going to win? Oh, I got an idea. Then I'm going to go Woodland. I'm going to again. Can I not, can I just shrink one of these guys down? Can I shrink down Homa to? No, you're going away from the. Can ideas I can here. I can I shrink Homa into Matt Fitzpatrick? Don't have to. Why do that when you can just take Duffy down to Davis Thompson and win? Get your guy in there. The hometown, your hero, Davis Thompson. Is is he from North Carolina? No, I don't think so. Actually, I was thinking <laughs> of uh, something else. I was reading earlier. Trevor Cohn. Did you see that play? So he's I, a North Carolina native, you know. I mean, I, it's it's funny that you mentioned uh, Trevor Cohn. He rates out sixth in driving distance in this field. 
Like, there, I think they're throw out that. I mean, half the fucking field is from North Carolina. Right. <laughs> it's why Werner was going to win here every year because he's from North Carolina. Turns out they're all from North Carolina. Okay, but what if you do this then? What if you go well, Trevor, okay. Cohn, Carson, Young? You have 9,400 left for your final four. So you can go Cam Young. We didn't talk about Finau or Xander at all in any of these lineups. How do they fit into this mix? Like the same way that Morikawa does? It just proves they're getting squeezed. Same with It does, but like how do we how do how do I use those guys if I want to? Like do I just start with one of them, two of them? Well, that's why I was going to the next phase was to skip the top upper range and start with Morikawa, but you can easily just move off Morikawa and go to what if, Finau or Cantlay. Yeah, what what are Xander Finau lineups? No, these are possible for sure. I think it's Cantlay Finau lineups that would look pretty good. I'm not playing Cantley. Fuck that guy. Who? Cantley. Not using. Okay. Him. I'll just play a hundred percent, a hundred percent of him at Memorial, and I'll be on my way. Yeah, it's possible, but you might want to get him in early right now. Protect no, I, your, I, protect I, your I, don't, I don't want to protect my protect exposure. your Memorial place. Protect my exposure from four weeks from now. <laughs> okay. Um, who is the other guy? You said Spieth. What about this lineup? You can go Finau, Spieth, Homa, Young, Carson, Young, Cone. Wow, it actually still projects pretty well, too. How, how does Cone play? Is he any good? Let's see. Um, he, he once came 65th. All-American, top ACC. Got his card last year on the Cornbury Tour. I think he came 23rd and just snuck in after missing it a couple previous years. He's played on the, the PGA Tour Canada. So he has made four cuts this year. He's made four of his, his best, best ever results, like 45th. No, it's a well, it, the, his best ever result in 2023 is 65th. Oh, okay. I thought it was 70th last week. But. No, he, had, so he has a 70th, 65th, 70th, and 74th. Yeah. At least Carson Young has, like, top 20s. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that call. <laughs> it, just funny. I don't know. There's people that are pretty sharp betters out there betting for Cone for top 40s and stuff this week. So. Sure. Listen, if he's familiar with the course, why not? Like, a top 40, I understand. I don't know if I want to – even though you can build the super lab, I have another guy who's essentially the same price that but I But isn't like it better. interesting, though, when you see this, that the super lineups are really grading out as well as, like, the chalk – shitty lineups yeah i mean that it's kind of just like again for large field it just leans me more to or if taking a shot like a one of three or something just take an approach where you go after the super lineup because if you get those four through that do their job up top and your one of your bottom comes through as long as the other guy makes the cut you're probably pushing yourself towards the top of that leaderboard with a very unique lineup and a good setup so well, i think that's kind of interesting I, in that sense i think for like the first time ever i can fit in all of the top guys from my fantasy national model into a single lineup Finau, Woodland, Hovland. Finau, Woodland, Hovland, Cam Young. And then it's Cantley and Sam Stevens. So Cantley's not going to fit into this. But you can go Sam Stevens and have 73 left. Yeah, it's just a lot easier if I make a manual adjustment and put Carson Young fifth in the model. Now I can get back up to 82, which is Larry or Thigala. You like Thigala? Yeah, so what was this one? Carson Young, Stevens. Uh, Stevens isn't in it. Okay, so Carson Young. Uh, Young and Young. Okay. Woodland Hovland. Finau and Thigala. Woodland Hovland? Yeah. And then Finau. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it with Thigala. Wow, projects nice too. Doesn't it? Yeah. Like that's a unique build. 
<laughs> to say the least. Because it's using the same concept of using Carson Young to save all this money, or whoever it is that you want to use at the bottom to save all this money. Mm-hmm. Being like a little dicky out here with our lineups. And not just jamming in all of the 9K guys into a lineup. Like and, have, not just use, and not using Rory up top. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, not using Rory to do that, and then not just jamming Spieth, Homo, Hovland, whoever in. You're okay. actually like building a somewhat balanced roster of all these guys. But you get Finau in, who I just I don't think a lot of people are going to use. You could do this with Xander, too, and you could turn Thigala into, I want to say, Keegan Bradley. What about this lineup? Xander, Finau mm-hmm. is what you wanted to see. I just adjusted yours slightly. You can go Xander... Finau, Tom Kim, Gary Woodland, Sam Stevens, Carson Young. I don't see how you could lose. That's, that looks pretty good. There yeah. you go. All right. I think that'll do it. That Mayo experience. What's new with you? <laughs> Not much. Not much? All right. Yeah. yeah. Twitter, at ToeTag and Tambo. can Tip- find me there. The tidbits are out. Retweet them. Send them out to the world. We're going to have some giveaways over the next couple of weeks for the PGA Championship. I know they just don't want to post the contest yet because they want to fill this week's Mega Millie, where 50% goes to first. But what else is new and what else do we expect? You planning plan that? I got. I had one ticket, and I'm going to add, so I think I'm going to play. Well, I know I'm going to play. <laughs> I have nothing <laughs> else going play. on. <laughs> I'm definitely going to play, yes. Isn't the five the 555 just a much better contest? Probably. I mean, yes, as well, <laughs> also. But uh, I want to win that Millie, so I don't know. It's just one of those things, but I, you know, when you have a ticket, I'd rather put the extra there. Mm-hmm. If I was just buying in, I would much rather just play the 555 and play four entries in that, give or take, and call it, call it a day. But they don't really disperse it out and say, go have the cash. They want to fill their tournament. That's going to be harder to fill. So It's only half full right now. Yeah. Still a 1,000 spots left in the PME Listeners League, too. So please go fill that up right now and sub to the newsletter completely free. All the final bets. I still have my decision to make between Spieth, Young, and Homa. We'll see how that lands. Leaning Homa at the moment, although I just don't want to miss on the Spieth win. He's come second for me so many times that I need to get the Spieth win uh, under my belt here. It'd be kind of nice. It'd be a nice spot to do it. Uh, and the tidbits will be in there as well, along with extra information, trend form coming in, all of the like. And then we have Kentucky Derby picks tomorrow with Cam and Ben Raza. And then we're back and we're doing major stuff starting Friday next week because the PGA Championship is coming. But we need to fill that listeners league before we do anything. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to get yourself 20% off as well. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!